Wow! They're popping! What's up, boys and girls? This is Infamous, UDVE, take one, okay, and a bunch of takes. There's so many takes to the story, I can't even tell you where to start. I mean, Lord knows one time I was was going down on a chick, and her, uh, her clit was big as a fun-sized butterfinger. And, um, I, I'm not going to lie to you, it, it turned me on. So, um, I mean, he enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. You know, turns out it was just, it was just a dude with a little tiny dick, but his hair was luscious, luscious locks, luscious locks, I tell you. So I've been frequenting a lot of uh, rest area truck stops, and uh, I've never outgrew my love of the smell of gas. It's something that's it's just in me. It's in my genes. A lot of people play sports because your dad played sports. Okay, I didn't know my dad, but I was told he always smelled like the seat in a Wendy's truck stop. A side of side of onions. A lot of people don't get sides of onions. It's not a preferred method of enjoyment. I don't know why onions are hated on as a side. People get ranch. They get chili on top of their burgers. It's like why can't you get a side of onions and just dip them some bitches? So my granny was telling me that, you know, her first grandson was cut in half. He was cut in half in a freak accident by his, her other grand, her other, her other grandkid. And when you get cut in half, there's nothing you can really do. I mean, you know, you can get all the super glue you want, you know, Gorilla Glue, you can get the epoxy. You can get the good stuff, or it comes in a little scientific kit. When you mix A with B, and maybe you can mash them together. And then, you know, she said that she had she had took a little. You know, she had. Uh, well, what I I was told, I guess my dad liked to jerk off a lot, and she had a lot of his cum rags sitting around, and I guess he he liked to collect them. He put him on dolls, you know, he had dolls, he was age, uh, I think he was still like in his late 30s before he succumbed, succumbed to his, 
his wounds of uh, avoiding work and responsibility for his kids. Uh, it's a tough job, people. It's a tough job. It's a tough job avoiding your responsibilities. It's a full-time scenario. But as I, as the story goes, as it was passed down around a campfire from generation to generation, old Billy, old Billy Morrow, he, uh, I mean, I guess his cum was, it never dried. For some reason, it just didn't dry. It just stayed moist. You know, it's not very often you're, the father you didn't have and weren't raised by is referred to in a loving manner as uh, the man with the with the cum that don't dry. I mean, I guess it's something to be proud of. I mean, what what other kind of legacy are you gonna leave? You know, and your your great grandkids need to hear stories about the the guy that is no longer around and he's he's passed and now I'd like to sing a song about it. My dad I never knew ya but I seen you in a picture one time You look like Rocky Dennis from the mask and I ain't talking about Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura I'm talking about when Cher was a biker and she was smoking ass hot, probably had a fine looking butthole. I said, I said, damn, Billy, you look like Rocky Dennis. How about you get on your Harley and go driving around in Europe and sniff some of that Jim Morrison heroin, dying in a bathtub with the piece of shit floating? You got a little piece of shit. You said, oh, damn. Damn, damn, damn. Look like I'm fitting to die. I said it looking like I'm fitting to die. And that was a song that was it was sung to us as kids. You know, my grandma would look down. And she'd go, you're so innocent. You're, you got such an innocent little face. How about I just... How about I just sing you Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and little, little innocent little baby Jesus's looking facial features would just ever so gently shake their head and she'd say, no, you don't want to hear that one? You want to hear a song about your dad? And then a little, little baby with no hair on his face and little, little see-through eyebrows and it not fully came in yet and little little baby farts coming out of his little baby butt. I'm getting turned on right now. I'm not even lying. I'd like to welcome you guys to the show. This is uh Uncle Dust. Old Dusty. Old Dusteroo. The old Lou Lash LaRue, if you may. Coming to you live from uh UD Infamous Studios if you may and uh i just popped on i was i was trying you know well, when i watched the other day and i want to talk about real quick touch on if i may talk to you about el duce 
So I went down a Nirvana rabbit hole. May may the heroin legend rest in peace. Uh, I think he died at 27. Uh, he probably shot his weight in heroin. Um, similar to Chunk eating his weight in pizza. Godfather's pizza to be exact in Goonies. See, Kirk Cobain was a was a troubled young man, and all people wanted to do was hear Teen Spirit and rape me, rape me. But little did they know inside that young man was a insecure stomach pains ravaging his frame, his his thin. Grungy, probably staph infection. I mean, I'm not, you know, trying to be slanderous. I just most likely had staph. I mean, people, I know people that shoot shoot heroin, and it's two out of three days. You know, they got staph. I mean, it's a hundred out of a hundred and one days. It is there's. If it's not ringworm, it's staff. And Kurt was a troubled man. He was raised in Aberdeen, Washington, always looking across at Seattle, the Big Apple of the Northwest, where they eat clam chowder that flock like the salmon of Capistrano. And it's not any chowder. I mean, from what I'm told, uh, all the, all the Democratic Party gets around uh, at one time when they're voting, and they both just they turn off the lights real quick and giggle, and poke each other in the old uh, push button. Not to be outdone. Not to be outdone by the by the Republicans. Uh, they both, you know, they have fun jerking each other off. It's a, it's something that they, they, when they say they're reaching across the aisle, they're reaching for each other's cocks. That's basically what they're doing. (laughs) And he was always in awe. He was always, he was always jealous of the Seattle types. Rich. He didn't know that El Duce was living there band member that would later be uh, known as the Mentors. And El Duch had a father. And his father was a... He invented the bombs that were dropped over Nagasaki. Not to be confused with the bombs that are dropped over Compton and Watts. The Nagasaki bomb. And this, my friends... Is Seattle Grunge was born. And so Kurt would he would he would write songs daily. And he, his tales of inner struggle and his sense of humor that he felt he had a strong sense of humor. And sometimes when he was on his fellow bandmates, they didn't laugh. Kurt would say, Hey guys, let me tell you a joke. And Kurt would go knock knock. And his Maybe it's Dave Grohl. Maybe it's Harry. 
He'd be he'd he'd say, "Who's there?" And Kurt would go, "The dope man." And Dave would go, "The dope man who?" He'd say, "The dope man put that good shit in here." And guess what? I know you guys are broke, but he's fitting to fuck you too. So I'm not being slanderous at this junction. I mean, Kurt. Let's be honest. If Kurt didn't have money, he'd suck off anybody with a sack. And I love Kurt Cobain, so that's hard for me to even speak out loud. And I'd like to now go to the judges to say, hey, is that allowable? I think it's allowable. I'm pretty sure that's allowable. It's, It's allowable. So Kurt, Kurt would write a song every day, and it and he was, he was sending his tapes. He was he was living with the with a girl that was, uh, you know, she wasn't that attractive, you know. She didn't grow hair out of her armpits like Kurt liked. Uh, he was a young, uh, spry twenty twenty one at the time. Um, he had a lot of flies in his bedroom, a lot of flies. The flies seemed to know. That this guy's, his time's fit is fitting to be up soon. You know, he's like a corpse already. He's dying from the inside, from pain, stomach pain, stomach pains that ravaged, ravaged his young, yet to be heroin addicted body at the age of twenty, twenty one. He'd close his eyes, dream of Capitol Records, dreaming of going to the big bad Hollywood, meeting his favorite bands, Slayer. Megadeth, village people, and Kurt knew if he just kept writing and putting his, recording them on tapes, Maxwell tapes that he bought at the Safeway there, where he also would frequent Aberdeen, Aberdeen Anal Plus, which was a, an adult shop, an adult shop that Kurt would go in and he'd see the, the zombies in the back, they were just rock hard. And Kurt would just go, oh my goodness, that's a lot of swelling in them draws. And he'd see him, all the zombies touching each other feverishly with the lights out. He could just see scurrying this way and scurrying that way. People slipping on the floor. He could hear Nike squeak. It sounded like a goddamn basketball game in there. Falling each other, falling each other, falling, falling over each other's cock spills. And other fleas and whatnots jumping off from the night before, where they were having obviously a coke orgy of epic proportions that would make fucking Alexander the Great come in his come in his own crown. And Kurt would go in there and he'd respectfully pull one out. I mean, respectfully. I mean, so respectfully that he brought his own towel. Kurt would go in there to a private room, lock the door. He's no homo. He don't play that. He'd lock the door, and he'd watch Missionary, sometimes foot fetish with no release, and or he would put a condom on and jerk off into that, and then put it back in his pocket, and then he'd walk out respectfully, and uh, he'd, he'd always greet the man at the front desk, who himself looked like he was shooting snuff. Uh, once or twice a week. I mean, this wasn't a this wasn't a hobby. I mean, my man was into it. 
it was a full time job snuff recorder. I mean, you couldn't couldn't keep up with the fresh bodies this man needed to kill a bitch on camera. Cold blooded, Kurt thought. Cold blooded. He'd later write in his journal. So Kurt would go home, lay down in his room. He decided to stop at the Safeway, and he grabbed a, a couple hundred packs of flypaper uh, tape. Curly Q types look like pigtails, and he'd hang them from the ceiling. Kurt would let the flies multiply and never pull them down. Kurt liked to look up and see his little kingdom of his Lord of Flies. Not a reference to the movie. Kurt didn't play that shit. He thought he thought of it himself. In Kurt's mind, he thought of Lord of Flies. Later on, he would quote, They bit my shit. So Kurt would play songs recorded on his Maxwell tapes that he bought at the Safeway next to the uh, Anal Aberdeens. And he would uh, send these. He would send these. He'd draw pictures. He'd make little figures, little skeletons. He'd take little bones that he found. He'd melt wax, wrap them around maybe a crucifix. Make a little character. Make a little... Well, makeshift toy, if you will, like a like a like like a goddamn dirty Hessian, like a dirty Hessian addicted to voodoo, watching serpent in the serpent in the rainbow. See, this is where Kurt learned his genius, and he was he knew he was a genius. Kurt knew he was just he just needed somebody else to recognize that he was he was special. Kurt was he was just biting his time. He didn't know if his stomach pain's gonna overtake him. So he'd pack these envelopes. Sometimes he'd put used condoms in them, send them to Capitol Records, send them to Interscope, he'd send them to Duck Down Records, he sent a couple to Loud Records. He didn't he didn't even bother to look and see if there was this is a rock this is a rock label. You know? Hell. He was sending them to freaking church he was sending them to freaking religious records. Kurt just wanted to get on. And he knew he wanted to be famous. So this is an oral. This is an oral uh, presentation that you can take or leave on Kurt Cobain. Sponsored by Nexum Needles. Hey. You getting a lot of pain? You tried Tylenol? Shit ain't working. Try Motrin, shit ain't working. Tylenol threes, not working. Darvacets, lower tabs, not working. Percodans, Percocets, Oxys, Fentanyl, not working. Well, next time you're shooting a bag of heroin, next some needles. Guaranteed to, well, not make this, not make the staff worse. If anything, it'll. No, no. You shoot heroin. We got needles. Nexum needles. Thanks for that, Nexum. Thanks for that sponsor. Appreciate you guys. So, uh, El Duce, chapter t- chapter two, El Duce. So El Duce, which we've talked about in length on today's episode. O.L. Duce was a bug-eyed white man who had only 
what I could describe as the first time you seen him, you already knew what his parents looked like, which, you know, given your race, creed, color, age, in your head, you go, well, of course I know what a brother and sister look like. I mean, they're either, he's obviously white, so they had to be white, so obviously a brother and sister bang and the sperm monochromes and other lexicon of DNA mixed wrong in the ovaries and splish splash they were taking a bath and then they they said hell you got a penis I got a vagina I mean what's the big whoop I mean we eat dinner together every night downstairs at the family dinner table how about we just you know how about you throw that in here we see what happens and what happened was this El Duce came out and uh, a man got bug eyes that when you watch two hours of an El Duce tape, which I recommend, I do recommend the El Duce tapes, okay? Phenomenal. Phenomenal tapes. Um, and if I... I gotta be honest. El Duce is underrated. Underrated. People that know him, they... Well, for me... There's a couple things. Anyone that puts a black cuckoo Klux Klan, I don't have a problem saying that. I didn't have a problem saying it last night at the meeting. Ku Klux Klan. He had wore a black Ku Klux Klan hat top. I don't know what you... There's probably a technical name that uh, I missed at the meeting. It's a, uh, I don't know where, who, where did those come from? Who, who, who decided that shape of it? I mean, it is, oh, is it Pope? It has to do with, it has to do with Catholicism. 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 Yeah. It's got to be, I mean. A wizard. I mean, they took the wizard. I mean, how fucked up is that? There's a bunch of wizards out there that are probably pissed. Goddamn Merlin's out there like, oh, Ku Klux Klan fucked that up for me. Gotta change the name from wizard to fucking Harry Potter. Whoever the fuck else is uh out there waving their magic wand around. And all of a sudden, <coughs> all of a sudden, boom. They're dragging blacks down the street in Jasper, Texas. And this guy's talking about you know, making the wizards look bad. They're over here BLM and it they gotta go out they gotta go out there and really BLM it up, dude. Got a bunch of wizards on the sideline taking a knee with Colin Kaepernick. Excuse me. Excuse me. Let's see what I and uh how's everybody doing, first of all? How's everybody doing? You're supposed to say it at the beginning, I think, but Well, Seems I forgot. Turns out I forgot. Just like, just like El Duce's brother and sister, if I got that condom. If you're gonna, this is another. This is a PSA from old Uncle Dust. Here, here's how the commercial would go. Hey, you live in a family. Hey, you live in a family. Hey, you have a family with two to four brothers and sisters. 
maybe three and three. You guys are getting into your early teens. Been taking baths together. Live out in the middle of nowhere together. There's no other people around. You guys are out there milking horses together. Sheeps. Shaving sheeps. You come back in and to save water. Your mom puts you and your brothers all in a, all six of you into the into the wash the wash tub together, the wash tub. Naked. How about and you and you get a little hot and bothered, chub up, things start slipping in here and there. Try con try try family condoms. Now in family box. Protect you from ending up looking like El Duce. Incest. It's what's for dinner. Thank you for that. Thank you for that sponsor. Needed that check. Get me paid, bitch. So uh yeah. Just checking on everybody, make sure everybody's alright. It's a beautiful day. Uh it's in the eighties here in California. Uh took the good boy for a walk. Uh, today he was being a good boy. He was the best boy today. He only he only jumped and about ripped my asshole out of the socket uh twice. When he sees dogs, he doesn't even have to see a dog. He just knows that a dog lives there. And he does this dance. Which if it, if he was half the size, it would be very cute. And if it was if he was a fourth of the size, it would be the cutest thing anybody has ever seen. But when you have a hundred and twenty five plus pound mastiff that's gotta be four feet long. Um it's not fun. It's not cute. It it you know, any other dog like I'm I know I'm not that strong anymore. You know? I just know I'm not. I'm getting up there. I'm damn near gonna be going on forty three. Um any other animal uh and I was almost jealous when I seen this white lady in Jersey or New York, they had a, that fucked up accent. Talking about, um, they they the lady threw her dog at some black dude that was rambling on about racism when all she did is dropping m bombs left and right. It's like hold up. She said hold this, and she threw her dog. And I was j- I, everybody else was like, you know, that's horrible. And I, I just remember thinking, I wish I could do that. I mean, I wish I could have the thought of doing that. Like, I wish I could just know that I could pick Bernardo up and toss him if I wanted to. I mean, you got to be a certain, you got to be a little off in your in your head, which I am admittedly, admitted, admit, admittedly, admittedly, why can't I say that word? Admittedly, boom, nailed it. Why can't you, you, most people just go, well, as a dog, I could take them. Even if you're a woman, you get, you know, women got these little 10 pound dogs. And I mean, they could, you know, if they, if they dug down, they could, they could grab it in like a bear hug and just mash it, you know, mash its backbone into paste 
if 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 they if they were getting attacked or you know if they it was do or die and and you know whatever the case may be you know whatever the scenario called for. But when you got a dog, people with big dogs, you you really you you have to raise it right. I mean, you 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 don't want that fucker turning on you. You don't want to give it anything in its childhood, in its early stages of life, if you will, when you're in before it gets to sh- shit big until it gets until. God damn! I sound like a redneck when I say that shit. Hell. Hell, you was shit big. When you go, well, shit's not that big. Well, when you say it like that, it's it's fucking big. If you say shit big, that means it's hell, hell, hell. You should have seen that. You should have seen it was shit big. Pulled that fucker out. It was shit big. You should have seen that hand cannon. It was shit big. <laughs> Cletus went out there down there down by the river. Hell, just seen that damn bass. It was shit big. Hell, damn near fucking damn near jumped out of water, bit my damn neck off. Hell, you think rednecks? You think like hillbillies? I gotta think of another name because it's really the idea I have for a redneck isn't that redneck backwoods, backwoods. Like somebody that would roll the dice down at the the creek by themselves and pull out their penis when nobody's around and try to, you know, <laughs> put in a little little guppy little little guppy's mouth to see how that feel. How that feel, boy? How that guppy feel on there, boy? And just let it hang. I, you know, there's some kids that grew up down there. Backwoods. I don't know why. I don't know why you always think backwoods. Because I met some sick people in California. I mean, there's probably the sickest. I mean, that really isn't that sick when I think of the things that I've seen and heard in California. I mean, you know, finding a fish out the creek and having it hang off your wiener for your own pleasure doesn't seem that bad. Now, if you put that fish on his wiener and then like bagged it with a rock, well, that's step two. I mean, what happens after that? Uh, well, you could be like the guy from Wu Tang, the the West Coast, the West Coast Wu Tang. I, I can't recall their name right now. He, uh, I remember, he smoked PCP and and decided he didn't want a dick because he had like eighteen kids from seventeen, twenty two different women, and uh, hacked it off, and then he jumped out the like eight story window and he lived. And they sewed his dick back on. <laughs> what a lucky motherfucker, dude. You cut your own dick off. He, it, Oh, here you go. I, I forgot this part. I forgot this part. He cuts his dick off, jams it in the garbage disposal of a condo in Hollywood, and then leaps off the balcony, crashes down, you imagine, I mean, I know you hate yourself and you're going through whatever to maim your, you know, one of the greatest pleasures in life that the good Lord has blessed you with a piece of meat. And all I could think, you know, when he did that, I kept going, damn, if I cut mine off and I put it in a, like a garbage disposal, it wouldn't, 
it would go right down. Like it would just, you know, when you run the water, it goes right down. My wean dog would just go right down. I mean, this guy's had a probably had a thick piece where he could he could have turned it on and would have got it would have it would have broke the damn garbage disposal. You know what I mean? So he throws it in there. He fucking leaps off, does a damn swan dive, jackknife. You know, Sweden hits him with a seven point five. You know, Russia's always hating. They hit him with a six. USA comes through with a nine. Back in our boys' play. He's sitting down there, but it could have been a departed situation. Easily. Could have been could have been a situation where my man uh Dennis Hopper or not it's not Dennis Hopper. Michael Douglas's dad. Who was that? Michael Douglas's dad or Emilio Estevez's dad? What the fuck is is that Michael Douglas's dad? He's he's is that Michael Douglas's dad? No, it's the guy from a, a, a port a portide, not a portide, a portide. Uh, Apocalypse Now. It's Apocalypse Now. I know he was in Apocalypse Now. Martin Sheen. It's Charlie Sheen's dad. Dusty. Charlie Sheen's dad. God damn, I'm retarded. Charlie Sheen's dad gets thrown off the roof and departed. The guy fucking lands on his head in front of Leo, dude. It could have been that. It could have been that. Except somebody... You imagine that? Not only you get hit by a guy, you get hit by a six-foot-five black dude who's fed up with his fed up with his dick, chops his dick off. You got a dickless guy landing on you. You don't even got a guy with a, with a piece landing on you. You know? Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, dude. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. It's kind of funny that... Method Man uh, and Raekwon did that skit back in the day, and that's almost kind of like, I'll bang your nuts with a spiked bat. You know what I mean? Close. Imagine if they'd have called it hip-hop. The hip-hop, air quote, community, whatever that is, basically means everybody gives you a fucking dough is a community, I, I guess. Uh, he fucking would... He could have called it, dude, and said, "I'll cut you, I'll cut your dick off and jam it in a, jam it in a blender, and fucking exit your ass out the, out the side." Best fucking, oh man, I just caught. I'm gonna get you, sucker. You guys need to watch. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Phenomenal, phenomenal. I forgot about it. Keenan Ivory Wayne's one of his first movies, if not his first. And and my man Damon Wayne is you know his kids in it. It's it's Keenan Ivory Wayne's yeah, Keenan Ivory Wayne's. It's like a parody, you know, of every every a lot of movies in one like most are, but it this one is the best. And, and yeah, I remember I forget the part where he he's always telling uh, a man's always telling him telling Damon Wayne's who's like a small time criminal movie that he has to act, you got to take the stairs at a window. He always tells him to beat it. He goes, "You want to take you guys? He goes, get the fuck out of here. You can take the stairs at a window." And he basically is saying, "I'm gonna you take your choice of you either throw yourself down the stairs, or I'll throw you down, or I'll throw you out the fucking window." And they learn. They learn to take the stairs. Then they learn to just throw themselves down the stairs. So he didn't have to do it. Fucking bomb ass movie, man. That's one of Chris Rock's first movie. How how much for a rib? 
one order of ribs. No, 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 no. How much for one rib? One rib? <laughs> then he goes, how much for a soda? And he goes, soda, one dollar. How much if you just squirt some in my mouth? And he gives him the total. And ask him for, he goes, hey, you got change for a hundred? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's something like a phenomenal. Infamous phenomenal. Um, the Batman skit is up on uh, Uncle Dust Comedy YouTube. Make sure you stop by there. Check it out. Appreciate everybody uh, supporting. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And if you want to throw a few bucks our way, Cash App, Dustcast, or PayPal, Dustin Moro 78 Uh, okay. Uh, Midget Monday was yesterday. Had a great Midget Monday. Uh, a lot of people commenting on that, man. People love a good midget, dude. They love a good fucking stout midget. You know what I mean? Especially when it's a female, uh, of the, you know, third world persuasion. I don't know. They're happier people. You know, Americans are just depressed pieces of shit uh overall and i mean that with love in my heart you know we're all depressed because we've had everything given to us for so fucking long i mean a lot of it i mean even if you're just you're still working it's still you know you still can go to work i mean a lot of motherfuckers can't get a goddamn job and you're in a goddamn rainforest and you're a midget i mean what the fuck can you do first of all how much water can you carry on your head you're a fucking midget, right? So if you got to carry water, well, I mean, how much can you possibly carry? Like a fucking sand pail full? You know, that ain't enough for the fam. And I don't think midgets have midget kids all the time. Some of them have real, you know, real live people. Some of them don't have that height issue, you know? I understand hashtag all sizes matter. <laughs> Start a fucking movement. That's the next... You know, that that's coming. After they get all the racial shit out of the way. Uh, I think they're on the Asians now. So, what's after the Asians? Uh, what's after the Asians? Africans? Because Africans ain't black. Right? Black's like an... That's an American thing. Right? We're the only people that uh, classify people in, in colors. So, you know... And then, I don't know nothing about Africa other than they got diamonds there, I think. There's diamonds. There's people that sit on their dick. They're too big. They fucking can lasso shit in trees. Um, they stick plates in their necks, earlobes. There is, I'm going to have to find it and do a video of it one day. I, there's a tribe in Africa. I'm I mean, I guess it could be Compton, but I mean they're not wearing fucking dickies and carrying nine millimeters, so uh and spitting bars. Um it's 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 a it's a tribe that 
to show the, okay it's for their women that's what it's for of course i don't know what else i thought it would be for what else do you do dumb shit like what i'm about to tell you um they i don't know i, I think it's once a year they build a what only could be a fucking jungle a jungle uh scaffolding out of goddamn vines and fucking twigs and whatever else you find in an African fucking jungle floor in the middle of the fucking Congo. Probably dead animals. Fucking drag them shits. Uh, I'm pretty sure they probably eat them shits, but they, you know, whatever the extra parts are that they don't eat. I don't know what they don't eat. They probably don't eat, like, fucking gorilla tartar. You know, what the fuck are they eating out there? You know? Plus, if, if I find out any of you guys are eating steak tartare, I'll fucking punch you, dude. If we meet, you're getting punched. Out the gate. I will fuck somebody up if they break out steak tartare in front of me, dude. My brother just told me about that shit today. And I, I of course, it's French. It's gotta be. Like, I'd probably eat some Congo fucking meal before I ate... Which I'm sure looks like the slop they fed Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom when he fell out of the fucking plane. On a raft, no less. Motherfucker lands in a raft in a river from fucking 10,000 feet up with a Chinese boy. Fucking Round, what's his name? Round, fucking, what the fuck's his name? How the fuck I forget his name? Indy! Round Eyes? <laughs> they ain't Round Eyes. Round eyes. That's fucking indie. Uh, short round. His name was Short Round. There we go. Boom. Should have short. Should have called him. Should have. Should have called short diagonal. Goddamn diagonal eyeballs. Uh, short slits. That's like slits. He goes. Uh, that shit that they're eating when that fucking, you know, Gandhi looking motherfucker brings in. What looks like, what looks, like, what looks like a fucking horse took a shit and then reate it and threw it up, and they give him a leaf with it, like a fucking goddamn banana leaf, and you're like, and they just scoop it with their hands. Kind of looks like refried refried shit. And she's like, I'm not eating this. And Indy's like, You fucking better eat this shit, bitch. This is a delicatessen. I'd rather eat that. That motherfucking steak tarts are fucking Pat, dude. Pat goes, Pat goes, man. I'm gonna have you eat steak tart. He goes, I know how. We're, he goes, I know how I'm gonna get your fat ass to lose weight. I'm gonna feed you fucking steak tartar. I'm like, what the fuck is steak tartar? And I thought, I thought I had played the song for him by Run the Jewels, Ooh La La, with Greg Nice. Shout out, Greg, dude. Me and Greg are tight, dude. Tight. Uh, shout out to Beat Nuts. While I'm thinking about it. You know, it's the beat nuts. Uh, he goes, uh, well, I'm just going to feed you steak tartare. Dude, you'll drop 40 pounds in like 40 days. <laughs> like you're fucking wandering the desert and shit. Another rap reference exhibit. Okay. You're about to exhibit weight loss. When I put basically raw meat, it's raw, any kind of meat. And well, it, it turns out it's a French word. Obviously, it's French because the French are, are the sickest of the whites when it comes to food, I think. 
I think, when it comes to the Caucasian persuasion around the the globe, I think the French got it locked down. The Italians are definitely the best when it comes to food. I mean, and I'd, I'd even throw, I'll throw the blacks in there and the rest of the globe. You know, Africans, Chineses. Italians got the best food. It's just what it is. I mean, they just, it's the best. There's no, they cannot, there's not even a debate, dude. I don't even know what's second. It's Italian and then everything else. Um, Shout out to the Italians listening, man. I've seen there's some Italian listeners, man. Big up them. Big up the Italians, dude. Thanks for listening. You know? Uh, fuck, I love being in Rome. I was over in Rome 10 years ago. Fucking best. Best place on earth. That's the that's the real Disneyland. And I don't mean, you know, kids rides and shit. I mean, <laughs> I mean, beautiful architecture, wonderful food, <sighs> margarita pizzas, slamming, Zagnas, slamming, affordable. I was blown away by how affordable the food is. And it's like, because their worst restaurant, you know, which I wouldn't be able to tell you what it is because you know everything I ate there was as far as I was concerned it was way better than the best restaurant that I've ever ate at and that's not saying much <laughs> it's not saying I mean I've ate at some just because you pay a lot of money for a meal doesn't mean it's good you know per per good standards I guess you know what I mean like you could spend 200 bucks at fucking Applebee's I mean what the fuck does that mean nothing I mean, hopefully it was $150, $175 in alcohol and a $25 fucking two-in-one. Pick one. Pick pick an appetizer. Pick a fucking meal. Pick a dessert. Pick a drink, bitch. Get gone. You know? Oh. Excuse me. Jeez. Yeah, shout out to the listeners, dude. You guys are why I do this, dude. You guys are tits. You guys are the shit. You guys are infamous. The infamous mob is what I'm calling you guys. The infamous mob. That's what you guys are. That's the name of the game. Infamous mob, dude. That's the listenership. I felt like I, I, felt like I sounded like Steve-O right now. Does Steve-O calling to get me, a, uh, get me on his podcast? No? I don't like him anyway. <laughs> you just just knock everybody. Who's that? You said Joe Rogan called. Oh no, it was Joe. Oh Joe Garcia from downstairs. Oh, okay, well, I don't like Joe Rogan anyway. You know what I mean? He's over there fucking. Who's he got on this week? All ten presidents. All ten astronauts. Oh, okay. Oh he. Oh so he did. The new aliens are coming on. Oh, it's. Who wants to listen to that, dude? You know? Who wants to? <laughs> Joe's going to be like, next on Joe Rogan, fucking Elon Musk uh, brought fucking Socrates back from the dead. Joe Rogan interviews. <laughs> it's like, there's nobody left. There's nobody left. Like, after, I don't know how long he's been doing it, but it's like, who's left? He'd have to do, he has to have, like, 
he's gonna have to start doing other languages. He's gonna have to start having other other countries people on. You know, is Gandhi still? No, Gandhi's dead, right? Somebody shot him. Did somebody shoot him or lit him on fire? Didn't Gandhi die in a fire? I believe he died in a fire. I don't know. Well, those first stories were obviously. I watched a Nirvana. Uh, you know, I just was on a Nirvana kick, so I had to wing it, wing a story out there. It's basically it's all true. Everything I said is true. It's it's well, that's not true. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's not true. All of it's not true. But 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 Kurt Cobain. The point. I was watching it, and Kurt Kurt Cobain goes, it, "It's it's it's called about a son. That's what it was called, about a son." And it was it was really good. It's 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 hundred. I don't know if it's hundreds, but it's tens, twenties of hours of uh, audio recordings of Kurt talking to this guy, and uh, so it's just Kurt telling his life, you know, his life story. In his words, so it's kind of cool. Of course, I'm a fan. You know, I love, I loved uh, some. I love Nirvana, and as I get older, I go back and listen to it, and I'm like, God damn, this is fucking good. It's fucking good. It's good. You know, it's good anytime when it when now you hear of rappers called like naming themselves Kurt Cobain or you know. Well, they'll find out that Kurt once drew a swastika and they'll have to fucking denounce him. You know, they'll be like, man, Kurt drew a fucking swastika in third grade, dude. You know, fucking take his albums, take his albums away. But it is true that he, uh, he would, he would send used condoms. This sick motherfucker would send used condoms in his mixtapes or his, uh, not mixtapes. He wasn't a rapper. A demo. And his demos, when he was making demos there in Aberdeen, Washington, which I lived in. I lived there for a year or so uh, back in the 80s. I didn't know, I did not know Kurt Cobain. I mean, I was a fucking little shit, shit heel. Fucking wearing, wearing cowboy boots and holding fishes I seen in pictures. That's, that's all I can remember. It was a house of uh, depression and drug use. Maybe Kurt was there. Shit, well, I don't know if he was shooting dope in the eighties. I'm not sure because that's the only reason he'd be at my mom's is to cop. But he would have never left, dude. He'd have been our roommate. If he'd have ended up at, somehow at my mom's to cop a bag, he'd never would have left. Especially if he had a check. If he had a check, not leaving. It's like a goddamn Roach Motel at my house, dude. For fucking heroin addicts, you check in, dude. You can check for a bag, but you ain't checking out, kid. Sad, sad situation. Um, but it is what it is. I had some good times too. But uh, enough about my uh, what I, well, I can't even really remember. I only seen us a few a few pictures, so I'm not. It's not like I'm avoiding the uh, avoiding it. I mean, we had fun. You know, my mom was awake. <laughs> yeah. He goes, uh, he goes, uh, so he's sticking condoms, he stick his tape and mail them to all these, uh, record companies. It was, but it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good watch if you, if you're into, uh, Cobainskis. But he was saying, he goes, 
he goes, uh, well, I had stomach pain. He's telling the guy, he goes, when I went on um, our first, like to sort of send them on, on tours early on before they really blew up. They weren't like Nirvana, Nirvana, but they were almost Nirvana. And these companies are sending them around uh, on tours to open up for whoever. And they sent him to Europe, and he said he, he all of a sudden, he, all of a sudden he got stomach pains that were like crippling, you know, chronic pain, depression. You know, he didn't know what was wrong with him. And he's going through all, you know, he's going through how bad it is and his day to day and how it was just agonizing. And I go, and I kept waiting for him to go. It's like logically you'd go. Oh, and then I went to the doctor and found out it was fucking, you know, an ulcer or five ulcers or cancer. Nope. Kurt jumps right from there to fucking heroin. <laughs> he goes. He goes. He does. He just goes. Yep. So uh, I know it sounds like I'm trying to cover for my drug use. No. Say it ain't so, Curtis. Say it ain't so. Poor guy. I mean, you can't help but like him when you're listening. You're like, dude, this guy was the man. You know. It's sad when you can hear Courtney fucking calling Kurt. Kurt. I mean, he's in the middle of a fucking interview. They're in the same house. They're in like it's. I guess they're in Kurt's house. You know, obviously, it's not like a fucking Hollywood mansion that I don't. I don't think. But even so, it's like you don't think that Courtney Love and Kurt they're living together, and, and he doesn't know. Like they don't know that each one is what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like you, what are you doing today, honey? Oh, I got this guy. Come over. We're gonna record forever. Right, so he's downstairs and he's he's fucking pouring his heart out to this damn journalist, and then you just hear, Kurt, Kurt, just all ooh, you could just hear the using, the sound of using, and then Kurt with, yeah, yeah, like yeah, or it was no, it was like, yes, yes, it was like a yesum, it was like yesum. I was like, oh, this poor guy. No, t- I mean, I, I don't know fucking if, if Court Dog fucking cocked a shotgun and put it in his face, but dude, she wouldn't have to do, she wouldn't have to. He would do it himself with that goddamn voice. I could hear it, and I only heard it for, that's the first time I've ever heard the two voices uh, like in their house together, right? When you hear that, when you can hear somebody's household audio, the way people interact for real and not on camera, you know what I mean? It was like a, it was just a snippet, just a snippet, but I know I'm too well aware of women's manipulation, man, and how men can be, and we're easily manipulated. We're just very easily manipulated, dude. It's just in our DNA. You know, because we all, it's in our DNA to want to provide and make women happy. It's just in us, innately. And unfortunately, women over time, and especially in 2021, you know, use it to their advantage now that men aren't needed. I mean, so to speak. Uh, they're not needed in the way that a man maybe, you know, uh, from the beginning of time up until fucking... I don't know, 70s, 80s, maybe. And it might be, It's. I'm sure it's different in different countries. But in America, you know, we've come to a point where, you know, 
men and women now can all do the same thing, and not that they all should, but in some, I mean, do what you want. You know what I'm saying? Do what you want. I'm not. I'm not gonna be like you know, bitch, stay in the fucking house and all that good shit. But bitch, stay in the house. <laughs> This some bitch up. So that's the movie. That's the infamous movie of the week. You got a couple of them, I guess, on here. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Great. I think everybody should watch that shit. Uh, what's the other one? About about a son. Uh, double double feature that day. So you can do. I do. You can do about a son. What would make you feel? I'd go. I went. Did I go about a son first? Yeah, I went about a son and then El Duce tapes. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Go about... Go... This is the way you go. Go about a son. Then go El Duce tapes. L-E-L-D-U-C-E. It's not... Yeah. El Duce. It's spelled like Duce. Or D-U-C-E. I could be wrong. I probably am. I'm fucking retarded. Uh, but watch it in that order. If you're gonna watch those, watch those two, uh, 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 about a son, and the the El Duce tapes, man. Jesus, so good. You know he's a talented motherfucker. Both of them are El Duce and uh, Kurt Cobain. And um, yeah, that's that. Episode uh, what was this eighty eighty five? I think eighty five. I believe. Um, you know, and, uh, appreciate you listening, man. It's, uh, this is the infamous, you guys are the infamous mob. Do it for you motherfuckers. So salute. Hope everybody's, uh, kicking ass and taking names. Cause that's what we fucking do. Be responsible. Don't be a piece of shit. Alright? Love yous. Peace-kies. Salute-kies. <laughs>